Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. And I'm Dale. All right, so before we get into it, do you have one announcement? It's about how much you hate D&D. So, Wayne, you've got something that you're working on for the show. Yes. So I had the idea a while back. I like the uh, old game show, Family Feud. Well, it's not old. It's still an ongoing show. Still on, show. Yeah, Steve Harvey now. So I thought it would be fun to do a bonus episode where we kind of play a game version of that. To do that, I need, obviously, well, the service. pause here. For anyone who's not familiar with Family Feud, because either you've never sat in a doctor's office, you're under 75, or the answer is always penis, or you're not <laughs> from America. I don't know if there's foreign versions of Family Feud, but it's a game show where the setup is they go into a random place, like a lot of times it's shopping malls, and they will survey a hundred people and ask them questions like, "What is the food that would be difficult to eat with chopsticks?" And the game show then consists of people trying to figure out what the top five answers were. And I know this because the chopsticks one I actually saw while sitting in a doctor's office. And the answer answer penis. Yeah, the answer was penis. (laughs) No, usually the the answer was like soup. Yeah, peas. uh, You know, it's things like that. All right, so Wayne, that's what. Right, Family Feud is. Exactly. And these questions are particularly role-playing games and Fear the Boot specific. So I can't go to 100 random people on the street. I need people that have listened to the show that play role-playing games to answer these questions. So, like, a question may be, name something that Dan is wrong about. (laughs) His hate of D&D would be a... (laughs) And the answer is going to be nothing. (laughs) And and that's going to be the top answer is absolutely nothing. (laughs) Or penis. Or yeah. penis. <laughs> For it to be a fun game, I need to have trends. And to have trends, I need lots of people to come in and take the, the survey. What Wayne is doing to gather these answers is he has put together a publicly available Google Doc. And we are going to be circulating this everywhere we can. We're going to put it on Facebook. We're going to put it on Twitter. We're going to put it on Patreon. So please get out there and get your votes in. On whatever these questions are, yep. I've not seen them. Yep. I've asked that the host that may be on the episode don't read the questions, so yeah. they're not oh, thinking man, about them ahead of just time. Just thinking about doing that. So <laughs> if you want to get in there and say things like, what are Dan's top five Transformers? Penis. <laughs> Penatron. Penatron, yeah. Then, yes, Penatron. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he merges to form Penasaur. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, okay, so uh, that's the thing. So anyways, <laughs> yes, get out there and vote on this. All right, my comment on D&D. Comment, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Now, this Uh-oh, is not as inflammatory as Chad set it up to be. Because let me start, and this is not me doing apologetics. <laughs> I, I'm 100% serious on what I'm about to say. I like D&D. It's not the first role-playing game I played, but it was, I think, the Third Battletech was my first. Shadowrun was my second. I believe D and D was my third. I thought Star Trek was your first. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, you're right. I'm sorry. Two drinks on an empty stomach, and that's where you end up. Yeah. So when I did I it, become Fear the Boot historian? <laughs> so I guess it would actually be third. It would still be third, but I just said the wrong games. It would be Star Trek, then Shadowrun, then D and D. Battletech was actually my fourth game. That was the first game I wrote for, at least in a published sense. I'm sorry, I meant to say Star Trek. And they're all FASA games. There's a bunch of FASA and then some TSR. But D&D was the third or fourth role-playing game that I played. And I like D&D. I have enjoyed D&D in every edition that I've played except fourth. 
like any reasonable person. <laughs> I've enjoyed Pathfinder. I like the D&D clones, like Dungeon Crawl Classics. I bought the Dungeon Crawl Classics scratcher cards, which are hilarious. <laughs> you, yeah. scra- you don't even roll your character. You just scratch it off like a lottery ticket. <laughs> I need to, I need to buy them. Like. They're hilarious. Because I love the character funnel as just a one-shot to run at a con. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, if you decide to run this at a con, I'll give you some. I may actually use this because I'm thinking of Fear of the Con this coming year. I may do what I did in first slot several years back and run an intro to RPGs. So if someone's there that's never played role-playing games before, first con whether they're there on their own or got drugged by somebody, they can learn in the first slot what a role-playing game is. I might do Dungeon Crawl Classics because it's so nonsensical that you can't take it too seriously. But my point being, let me stress, I like d and I'm not bashing D&D. What I dislike is not d and It's what D&D has come to represent. Mm-hmm. All right, now let me explain that. I was talking to old man Hussey <laughs> about numbers on well, shows. There's a problem right there. Well, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but that's not what the show's about. What's wrong with talking to old man Hussey? That's a negative episode, and it's probably three negative episodes. But And a psychologist here. appointment. As much as we rag on him, I've been talking to Chris a lot lately, and he is really a great guy that thinks about us all the time. Oh, Chris Worries is about us. Look, and we we give him a lot of hell because he's not on for us to give him hell to his face because we still would. <laughs> Outside of riffs and shaken rules, we don't bash things we don't like. <laughs> we have to at least consider something. There was, back in that episode where we interviewed the furry LARPer, one of the questions we asked him was we said, after all the bashing we've done of furries and LARPers, why would you come on Fear the Boot? And his answer, I thought, was both profound and accurate. And he said, there is nothing you make fun of more than each other and yourselves. And so I, it was an interesting point, right? Yeah. But he was right. Yeah. It's We tend to make fun of the things that we actually like or care about, with the exception of riffs and shaken rules. <laughs> but the point being, though, all right, so here's when I was talking to old man Hussey. We were talking about numbers on podcasts mm-hmm. because he was looking at the download numbers on his actual play which is Young and Holt, which is his Deadlands, Weird West actual play that he's shitting up the Skies of Glass feel. <laughs> and Maybe if we released some Skies of Glass episodes. I know. I have one in the hopper I need to release as of this recording, which will be out by the time it That's drops. why no one's talking about it on Discord. It's right. my fault. I know, I know. I'm going to take care of that either tonight or tomorrow night. But the point being, I was talking to him about numbers mm. on shows. And he was asking me questions like, so why is it so verboten amongst podcasters to talk about numbers and blah, 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 interesting stuff, ask me if you're the con. It's like talking about your pay with other coworkers. Somebody is going to be jealous and somebody is going to be upset. Yeah, that's I, I have a, I don't want to get into it. I yeah, have yeah, a totally yeah. different view on that. I think everyone should talk about what they make. Different subject, different show. Just bear with me because mm. I'm trying to bridge to our topic. One of the things I said to Chris is I said, you've got to understand that right now in podcasts, there are effectively two strata that I don't think really meaningfully existed until very recently, which is you have, on the one hand, the shows that are just pulling down tens or hundreds of thousands of consumers and literally now millions of dollars in Mm -hmm. revenue because of the fact that they have star power 
and they have enormous following, and these things are like now Joe Rogan and well, stuff like I, that. no, I'm not. I'm talking gaming. Oh, podcasts. Gaming podcast. So yes, Joe Rogan would be a good example. Right. But I'm talking gaming podcasts. Critical Role is mm. the obvious example yeah. here, where they now have two seasons of a Netflix show ordered. And <laughs> come on, I can get a Netflix show approved. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. But if that's the case, where's my Sky's a Glass show? I know, you got to pitch it. You got to call them up. <laughs> I guess I do, because it'd be a lot cheaper than their animated series would be, because mm-hmm. you could film it in anyone in Goodwill clothing <laughs> in a bombed out section of this city, and I'll give you the script. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, look, the show pays for itself. That's right. But Netflix will greenlight anything. But the point being, though, that you have that strata show where something like any other show out there can't compete with it because you don't have big name voice actors or the woman that plays Karen Page on Daredevil. She's apparently either trying to start up or just started up one that's going to have like redhead. No, she's the blonde, oh. but they're trying to get like Charlie. She was a redhead on True Blood. Oh, but okay. they're, they're trying to get like Charlie Cox and all these people mm-hmm. on there. But then you have a separate strata of shows, which is like Fear the Boot and Gamer's Table Happy and Jacks. Happy Jacks. And you know, it's a very different strata of show where these are labors of love. We don't have millions of dollars in funding and we blowed up our noses. Of course we don't have any money. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all hookers and blow. But the point being though that we don't have Millions of dollars. Did funding. Charlie eat the blow or something like that? Because <laughs> you know, I haven't seen any since I got here. You haven't been here long enough. Well, Hookers I, and blow. Yeah, there's like a you know. Why do you Chad's nose is so big? It is. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 Chad has an enormous nasal appetite. I do. All right, but My the, the point is, is immense. The point is, these types of shows aren't even trying to be those shows. If Dan wanted to make money off of Fear the Boot, we would be looking at Fear the Boot very differently than we do right now. No, that's true. That's true. But. All right, I'm taking a long way around here. I think it's important context. Oh, yeah, yeah. you hate D&D. Right, but here's my point. Here's my point. There's something about these shows that kind of irks me. And I say this as someone who has nothing... They're making money and we're not... (laughs) No, no, no. That's petty jealousy or petty envy. Sorry, envy, not jealousy. There is a difference. That's petty envy. Mm -hmm. But no, it was embodied in an article whose headline I saw a few days ago. And I don't remember who published it. But it was somebody like, it was a major news outlet, Mm -hmm. CNN or something, who talked about the revival of interest in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Yeah. Now, that's the only RPG. Precisely. If I said to you, I love reading, and the person that you were talking to said, oh, you mean To Kill a Mockingbird. And you say, no, I've never read To Kill a Mockingbird, but I love books. Right. And they're like, oh, well, you must mean To Kill a Mockingbird. No. I love books. I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. Mm-hmm. I've never read Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, which is a great book, by the way. If you're not I never forced, read it. It's great, actually. Yeah. If you're not yeah. force-fed it in yeah. high school, it's a wonderful mm-hmm. book. I was force-fed it in high school, and I did enjoy it. But that, that is actually fairly amazing, because I ended up hating most of the books I was force-fed. But the point being, if I say this about any hobby, if I say I'm into movies, I'm into books, I'm into plays, I'm into theater. Cross-stitch. Sure, why not? If I'm into cross-stitch, people do not immediately equate that reflexively with one thing. And I was having this conversation with both Chris and Brodor, and they both used the same example, which is Kleenex. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. I said, it's not the same as Kleenex. I said, because at least Kleenex works both directions. 
a facial tissue is a Kleenex and a Kleenex is a facial tissue, that people understand that Kleenex is not the only facial tissue. Right. But when you say to somebody, I'm into role-playing games, they say, oh, you mean Dungeons and Dragons. If you say, no, I'm not talking about Dungeons and Dragons, they say, well, but that's what role-playing games are. Mm -hmm. Dungeons and Dragons is the role-playing game, not the top one. It is the only one. It's the lingua, was it? Lingua? The lingua franca. Franca. Back when I first started gaming, if I said I was into RPGs, the first thing I would get would be like Final Fantasy. Right. Like video Because games. people think video games. Sure. Okay. A, a CRPG or yep. an ERPG, a computer or electronic role-playing game, which I'm putting in a different category. But if you say to somebody, and this was a thing that was true back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, and then kind of fell off because nobody was talking about tabletop role-playing games. Because at the time, they were in the news because of the moral panic and satanic panic. And now they're back in the news because of Geek Chic. Mm-hmm. They've, they've become cool. They've entered the cultural mainstream. And as much as I appreciate what shows like Critical Role do to bring this hobby to the mainstream, and stressing again, I have no problem with Dungeons & Dragons or any of its sister games like Pathfinder or Dungeon Crawl Classics. I enjoy them. I'm glad they exist. I run them. I you play them. You just think one edition yeah. is better than the other. True. <laughs> but, or yeah, some editions. <laughs> at least I think <laughs> some editions are better than others. But the <laughs> Here we go. We'll generate hate mail. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the new Pathfinder rules are horrible. Fifth oh, yeah. edition is the best edition of D&D ever released. I've not Why even... would that generate hate mail? Well, it's just simple truth. All right, Wayne, shut your flapping yeah. whore mouth. I've not even read <laughs> second edition Pathfinder, and I'm, I'm not. I don't want to. Why would you? There's fifth edition. It's so much better. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anyone not playing D and D second edition is just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? Actually, I'm kind of inclined to agree with him. <laughs> but my point being mm-hmm. that I don't have any beef with D and D. But just as I did back in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, I find myself after a 20 year torpor coming once again to resent mm-hmm. what Dungeons yeah. and Dragons represents. That if I go to anyone on the street who's not intimately familiar with role-playing games, and I say, I play role-playing games, the immediate response is, oh, you play Dungeons and Dragons. No. I mean, I do, but that's not what I'm talking about. This has come up for me very recently when I first introduced my brother-in-law, Adam, to role-playing games. And I said, well, this is what a role-playing game is. It was news to him. He said, and he was getting, like, his maid outfit out. And- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he said, oh, I always just pictured it was a bunch of guys playing D&D in their parents' basement wearing crappy wizard costumes. I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, that happens. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, there's tons of games. And the idea that there were other games, he had no idea. The right. fact that there were games right. other than Dungeons & Dragons, this was, as far as I understood it, at the time, and then new information. And then to the him. whole concept of getting five to six adults to get together for four hours on one day a week yeah. blew his mind. Yeah, well, let me stress right now there are tons of games you can fail to get adults together to play. <laughs> it's not just the one. Well, and even if people realize there's more games than D&D, the other one I get a lot of from people that aren't, you know, aren't role players. They just assume every game is a fantasy game. Yes. They don't yeah. know they're sci-fi games. They don't mm-hmm. know there's other genres of games. Well, sci-fi, horror, 
modern day urban fantasy, steampunk, old west, historical. There's, I mean, it goes weird on. West. Weird West. It goes on and on and on and on. That effectively anything you can imagine under any rule system you can dream up is a role playing game. You name the genre and give me a coin to flip. I will create a role playing game. I can give you all the elements that requires. And I've done this exercise to prove it to people who aren't role players, where I've sat down and said, you don't know what a role playing game is. What do you have in your pocket? Hand me a penny. I'll give you a scenario and I will create a role playing game right here on the spot over fish sticks at dinner <laughs> and prove to you that it's a thing. And it blows their mind. And look, once again, I have no beef with Matt Mercer, Critical Role, or any of these other shows out there. But heck, it even came up on the show that Chad and Wayne and I are on and whatnot, which is the Gamers Table show, Big 20. Which, Big 20! Which That's is, how I imagine that it's you have a, to It's say a it. cross... Fear the, the video show. Right. It's a cross-podcast show where people that are hosts for multiple podcasts get on. So and, it's like a podcast. Yeah, it's like a podcast. But it's not a podcast. It, well, it's a multi-branded podcast. Well, it's like a live stream. It's, it's like a podcast? Except you can watch <laughs> it in arrears like a podcast. Yeah, and it is released on the podcast feed. Yeah, so but it's it is not a podcast. Live, but it's not live, so it's like a podcast. But it is live. Yeah. But it is live. Happy Jackson's understand. recorded live, but they're a, they're a podcast. Yeah. So they're like a podcast. Just for, I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Ignore Chad. Just click the link if you care. And I hope you do. It's a fun show. But the point being, though, that this came up in the most recent episode of Big 20 I was on, where one of the other hosts, or maybe somebody that was on the comment feed, I don't remember, but somebody asked, do you play anything other than D&D? Like, is anything other than D&D even on your menu? And much love for the other hosts. But one or two of the other hosts said, no. Isn't the role-playing game category for Twitch Dungeons & Dragons? Okay, and here's one of the things that it pained me to do. I don't know. I've never been on Twitch. This was twisting the knife in an open and seeping wound full of lemon juice and salt and razor blades. But I, I said to Eric, who's the moderating host, both of Gamer's Table and, by extension, of Big 20... I said, Eric, let me give you some advice. I said, stop categorizing this show into role-playing games and start categorizing under Dungeons and & Dragons. And I said, the reason mm-hmm. being, because role-playing games... Nobody's looking for Big 20. And nobody's looking for role-playing games. Right. Yep. They're looking yep. for... Dun- if you go on Twitch and you want to watch people game, 9 out of 10 people, or if not 99 out of 100, are going to look under the category Dungeons & Dragons. Yep. What is your Dungeons & Dragons show about? Now, once again, I like Dungeons and Dragons. I am glad that there are people that are introducing this hobby as a whole to the mainstream. But holy crap, if I wouldn't give my left nut if Critical Role was running anything but D&D. Yes. Would you like to hear my hot take on this? Sure. Okay. We can edit this out later, so go ahead. (laughs) So, I'm sitting here. I have to take a step back. I totally feel what you're saying. Yes. In fact, if you go through our archive, probably six, seven, eight years ago, I think I had a couple of rants that were exactly the same about D&D and how it's the only thing people know and all that sort of stuff. So, no, I'm there with you. But taking a step back for a moment, I see two separate, totally not compatible things going on. On one hand, we have you, and I don't mean you, I mean you, the gamer. Sure. Right? You play role-playing games. 
it's part of your identity. Role-playing game, the whole hobby, all of it is an aspect of your identity. Sure. So that when somebody says, oh, so D&D, they're getting your identity wrong. It's like going up to somebody who's a huge football fan. You know, they got the big foam one, they go to every game, they've got the big cheese hat and all that sort of stuff. And you say, oh, so football is like, like is, it, is that like baseball? You know, it's like, oh my God, what are you talking about? So you have this sort of incompatibility with identity that sets, you, again, the, the general gamer here, not you, sure. Dan, that, that sets you off. It is totally understandable. On the other hand, the, the completely separate, totally unrelated issue here is the other person, where we have this person who doesn't know what a role-playing game is. They only have the barest understanding that this D&D thing yeah. is. They saw it on Stranger Things. Sure. Yep. They saw it on Stranger, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is another so, one. Yeah. Yep. You, so, I, I would give my other nut if they were playing any game but D&D. GURPS was around then. So Lots of games were around in the middle. But, but none around, of them but, paid the people who made Stranger yeah, Things. Battletech was around then. FASA did yeah. not, you know, Catalyst Labs or whatever didn't pay them. Yeah, well, that was you know? at the time. Yep. Now, yeah. but point being. So, exactly. On this other hand, though, you have someone who is now opened a little bit of their mind. Yes. Just a little bit because they're having a conversation and they brought maybe brought it up or they said something. So it makes a little bit of an opening and they used all the wrong words. What they're saying is, what's this hobby you're into? Okay. Now, the thing about it is they've made, again, this is the general you, not you, Dan. They have made you explode because they stepped on your identity unknowingly. Well, I think so. Now you're the guy at the party in the bathroom with the cocaine. Who the old the person is there? They just want some of your cocaine, but you're making them listen to this rant for two hours about fucking D and D and how there's other things than D and D and why and all they just want to know is when can they just get some of that cocaine? Well, it also depends how they're presenting it because there is also the oh you play D and D right well and like where said, they're looking it's, down it's, on you for playing well this and that's a totally different that's just somebody being an idiot or a jerk but like I said th- this is two totally incompatible things that have bumped up against each other and shot sparks out. So what I'm saying, now now I have a solution to this. Right, right, right. The solution is for the person who has the role-playing game identity, who is exploding. My solution for you, again, not you, Dan, for you is suck that shit up. Don't explode. They stepped on your identity. It hurts. It hurts me. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's just... And then understand that that person who is not part of our hobby right, right. has just opened up the tiniest yes. bit of an aperture yeah. Yeah. that you can start ta- not correcting them not going on well there's other games well why well, just don't play well no you're wrong don't go from you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong and, like uh, and i'm gonna get here's to my hobby. There, there is they need a frame of reference they need mm-hmm. a frame of reference yes. D is a great frame of reference that they already have start i'm not sure it is it. and here's why but you have to correct them and that will close the aperture. No, I agree. I agree. I, I agree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I think I would handle it a somewhat different way because I'm going to use a different metaphor. D&D is cilantro. Ew. Exactly my point. With cilantro, there is a percentage of the population, it's like 10 or 20%, mm-hmm. who have a quirk in their taste buds where they taste a chemical in cilantro that most people do not. We are not. genetic mutants, and this is our mutant superpower, and it really it sucks. Is. Which is the same reason why people like me... Tastes like soap. ...cannot drink LaCroix water. Sure. Because there is an element... you're not paying $8 for a bottle of water? Well, but, but there, there's an element in that barely-flavored water mm-hmm. that to people like me, the whole thing tastes burnt and flavorless. Sure. 
And it's because I have a quirk in my taste buds where I can taste something other people can't. The more commonly known example of this is cilantro. Mm -hmm. To people like me, I can go to a place like Qdoba and have a perfectly wonderful burrito. Chad goes there and it tastes like dish soap to him because he has a genetic quirk to his taste buds where he can taste a chemical. Professor X didn't want me. Precisely, because it's it's a boring power. (laughs) But you have a genetic quirk, I don't, where if I say this includes cilantro, you are immediately turned off for perfectly reasonable Mm -hmm. causes. And that's my problem with what D&D has come to represent, is it's not just the fact that D&D is the only title they know. Mm -hmm. That's not the issue. And I do want to talk in a second here about constructive ways to handle this. Because I don't want this episode, even if it is a bonus, just to be me bitching. But, I'd say it's more of a rant. But you're my, not really bitching. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty ranty. Ranty. I like it, though. But my problem <laughs> is that D&D comes with baggage. Sure does. Yeah. Whether it's Satanic yeah. Panic from the 80s and 90s, whether it's the you're a pointless nerd dressed up in a terrible wizard costume in mom's basement, which is... Or say you do all improv, high-level, high-role-play gaming, and you don't touch D&D with a 10-foot stick. Or you just, or maybe the person you're talking to just doesn't like fantasy. Or maybe they've seen the really horrible movies. Yeah, they've seen, what was that Tom Hanks movie, Monsters and Mazes? This movie was great. I was thinking the actual official D&D movies. (laughs) The purple Those are buried underneath eight strokes. (laughs) But outside of the monkey... Paw staff, which was freaking awesome, <laughs> sprayed people in the face with water for no reason, and it was outstanding. It needed to happen. By the way, see the second D and D movie if you haven't. Be drunk and high at the time. <laughs> Fear the boot does not advise alcohol or drug abuse, but you will love it. But anyways, <laughs> the point being though that it's not just a matter of it bothers my identity, right? Because these people don't understand the breadth and depth of what I do. Well, they don't, it, it, which is true. Mm-hmm. But it's also that I've talked to people who have said, you know, I don't want to play a role-playing game. Why not? Because Dungeons & Dragons looks stupid. Fair enough. <laughs> well, precisely. It's like, but Dungeons & Dragons is not the only role-playing game. Yes, it is. Role-playing games are Dungeons & Dragons, and Dungeons & Dragons is role-playing games. And that's what I'm like. What about Dungeons & Dragons in space, where there's no dungeons and no dragons? Well, what game is that? Traveler? And what, yeah. What if. <laughs> Star in, Trek? Star Trek? What if Star Wars? What if there's a whole lot fewer dice and it's about high school romance? And there's. What's your favorite movie? This. Yes. Boom. There's I, a role playing game. I was actually on a radio show, live radio show. You be pretty show. quick and have a kind of broad knowledge of role playing games, yeah. but that's a good one. I did this. I did mm-hmm. this exercise. I've done it more than once. I did it with an artist for heavy metal. But I also did it with somebody on a live radio show. Talk about be putting on the spot. Um, I was asked on the show, uh, the one of the old canards, why do you play D&D, and by extension, why do you do a children's game? And Like baseball? It, precisely, thank you. As someone who grew up playing baseball and soccer and mm-hmm. basketball, kiss my white ass. But Yeah, that would be one of my first examples. I don't play sports. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is I said to this person, I said, I said what do you enjoy? I said, what, what type of books do you read? And she said, okay, it's a guilty pleasure. I'm kind of into trashy romance. And I said, okay, great. 
I said, uh, what, what's your ideal man? You know, was the stable boy, the pirate? I don't care. What, what's your <laughs> ideal man? You know, did you say pirate? I, I hope she said pirate. I don't even remember. But the point I'm is gonna go with pirate. that in, in the course of a rapid fire radio segment, mm-hmm. I was able to back her into a corner enough. And I hate to put it that way. So it wasn't confrontational. You're right. She wasn't being mean and I wasn't being. Defensive. I mean, you did have a knife. And she was in a literal corner, and you were on a cocaine bender, but but that was not part of the germane right, to the conversation. Coincidence. Right. Coincidence. <laughs> Immaterial to the yeah, crime at hand. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I was able to talk to her to a point that she finally conceded. She says, okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah. And, and, you know, and she conceded it. And while she didn't on air, I'm told that when they were on commercial break, she even said to one of the other hosts, like, yeah, he was had a pretty good point, and mm-hmm. you know she wouldn't concede on her, and that's fine. Right. I, I don't care. But the point being, I care enough to know and to mention it on here. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally don't care, right? I'm right. just going to tweet no, about it. You're above all that. Well, let's pause here mm-hmm. and talk about the constructive way you can handle this. That when somebody has that preconception, that role-playing games and D&D are interchangeable terms, that I think an easy way to dispel that is to take them in another direction. Don't throw proper nouns at them. Right. Don't say, well, don't hurrum hurrum, why are you on about D&D when there's savage worlds and travel? Or, I mean, basically, and, you don't want to come off that you're correcting them. Well, now, it might be a little bit of a course correction for them, but you don't, you don't want to project that. You don't want to do the, well, actually, D&D's not But it doesn't even mean yeah. anything to them. Right. If somebody comes to me where they are so remedial in their knowledge mm-hmm. that they say a role-playing game is D&D and D&D is a role-playing game or the role-playing game. And I say, well, wait a minute. What about Rifts and Traveler and Savage Worlds and Battletech? They're going to be like, what? Right. You see, what, the way I go about it is I say it, you know, D&D might be the iPhones of role-playing games, but there's a whole breadth of Android phones out there. Back in the day, there used to be Windows phones and Blackberries, but you know, there's plenty of other types of phones out there. Yeah, well, Microsoft owns part of the central port Android, and so that's your new Windows phone. <laughs> Guess who's making money off your Android phones? It's Microsoft. But well, and there's an identity thing there too. But there are people who smartphone is iPhone, iPhone is smartphone, exactly. And there's nothing else. Yeah, and right. guess who's making money off your iPhone? Both Microsoft and Sony. But the point being, though, that I mean, you guys have valid points. And one of the things that I've chosen to do is simply subvert on the spot. Let me go back to the example that I gave, and this is fairly similar to the one I did on the radio. I was talking to a guy, and for anyone who's not familiar with Heavy Metal Magazine, it was a, an anthological magazine of comics in sci-fi, fantasy-type genres, Unrated, so this was it could be anywhere from G to almost X. They stopped just shy of that, but it, you could do a hard R. And they did all kinds of crazy stories. And one of the things many people know that came out of this is the movie Heavy Metal, uh, which was based on comics that were in that comic book. And I'm sort of friends ish with one of the guys who's one of their main cover artists who's done a bunch of pinup art for me. In fact, there's a version of the Fear of the Boot logo that was done by this guy with the pinup girl on it. And when I was talking to him, I met him at face-to-face for the first time at San Diego Comic-Con. And when I was talking to him, we had this conversation. And I didn't even... Because he's not a gamer. He's not a gamer at all, no. He's big into his art. 
He's a great artist. He's an incredible artist. But no, he's not into gaming at all. And while he knows some sci-fi and fantasy, he's more into the erotica side of it. He really doesn't even know a lot of the stuff like, you know, the major characters that we would think of, oh, if you want a pinup picture and you're a nerd, it's going to be, you know, somebody on this list. If it's not a DC or Marvel character, he's probably never even heard of them. Mm -hmm. And so it's been an interesting relationship getting to know this guy. But I was sitting there in San Diego at a restaurant called Dick's. <laughs> which, <laughs> See, it's always penis. Uh, yeah, which, by the way, their shtick is you walk in there and the waiters and waitresses are all rude to you and whatever. And it's just a theme restaurant. Yeah, there's a restaurant like that in Chicago that I love. Yeah, it was, it, well, it was kind of interesting because our waiter picked up pretty quickly that I wasn't in the mood and just started being a normal waiter. But we had a really honest conversation with him, but he, he laid off the act. But anyways, point being, the while I was sitting there, Lorenzo, the point being is you took all the fun out of going to that restaurant. <laughs> no, because uh, I, whatever, Wayne. Uh, I'm a bad person. But the point is that while I was sitting there talking to this guy, his name was Lorenzo, and he was saying he didn't get the idea of role playing games. I said, "Well, Lorenzo, I said, give me a scenario. I said, what are you interested in?" And he said, "Well, what about something kind of like?" And I'm, I'm trying to remember now. It's been several years, but I think he threw out something like. Oh, this guy was tilting at windmills. Don Quixote. Don Quixote. I said, I want you to imagine for a minute that you're this guy who's out on this crazy adventure, and you don't really have any skill at this. You're just kind of full of yourself. And I said, I just want you to picture for a moment you're walking toward a cabin in the middle of the night. Now, you know that there's a farmer who lives here, and you happen to know that he and his wife they keep pretty strict agrarian hours. They're up in the morning, don't stay late at night. But I said, you're hearing something moving in the brush. What would you do? Well, Don Quixote's a brave man, for all his idiocy, he's a brave man. So, so you know, I'm going to draw my sword, and I'm going to walk at these bushes. Walk me through this. I said, are you, are you doing this brave? Are you menacing with your sword? Are you trying to sneak up? He says, well, I think I'm going to sneak at it. I said, okay. I said, well, there's something in the bushes that might see you, might not. I said, uh, you got a quarter on you? Yeah. Okay. Flip it. Heads, whatever's in the bushes doesn't see you, tails it does. And we just continued the story like this. Now, he chose fantasy, mm -hmm. but he could have said anything. He could have said science fiction. He could have said romance. Could have said sexy nurses. He could have said yeah. sexy nurses, and mm -hmm. I'd have had a story Mm -hmm. To tell him, a little bit into this, a few minutes into this, I said, I want you to understand, you have just played a role-playing game. Mm -hmm. I said, this is what role-playing is. You have pretended you're somebody else. You've put yourself in that mindset. You've picked a setting and a character. And I gave you a mechanic for resolving uncertainty, mm -hmm. which is the game aspect of role-playing game. I said, we have just played a role-playing game. I didn't try to snow him with proper nouns. Right. I didn't say, well, you want to be Don Quixote. You know, there's all these games out there like this, this, and this that are great for fantasy and great for silly storytelling and great for this and great for that. I showed him. Yeah. Well, you did what was right because what is wrong in that situation, again, is the, you know, you stepped on my identity. Both. I confused him until he drew Ted's. Right. <laughs> for free, no less. Yes. Which, by the way, usually from him is very expensive. Right. But... 
you know, you step on somebody's identity and then it's all about correction. You are wrong. Here's how you are wrong and here's how I am right because you're trying to get your identity back. Yes. All that human need of having this very solid identity. When the situation should be, I'm introducing you to this hobby. Now, am I proselytizing my hobby and trying to get you? You know, if it goes that way, great. Are we friends and having a conversation and I'm sharing with you what I know? Again, that's that's kind of the goal here. No one has taken your identity. If somebody steps on your identity and it is offensive, they probably made a mistake. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have to fight that internal feeling of being put in a box or being belittled. Right. Because that's we don't, we don't the get, feeling sometimes. Yeah, we don't get wedgies anymore. We don't get swirlies because sure. we're nerds. It's people are interested in the hobby. Yeah. The best and worst thing that I saw in that headline I talked about earlier. Was it, the headline itself? Yes. For one, is that it existed. It said, mm-hmm. what's behind the revival of Dungeons mm-hmm. & Dragons? Every word of that except Dungeons & Dragons was some of the best news I never thought I would see in my lifetime. That pro football teams <laughs> and major actors and actresses and people that are in the limelight are going out there and they are taking this wonderful, awesome hobby into the mainstream. I just wish that D and D was not representing it, what it does. The which is reason this, was the, why, well, the reason why it does is because Hasbro has money and they promote the product. You know, I and, and that that isn't yes. a ba- oh evil money and all. Right, right, no, right. that's a good thing. It's really good because you know what? As much as you maybe love. Green Ronin or Mongoose or Catalyst, they don't have Hasbro money. Well, they can't push their stuff well, like they do. It's the not Hizo. just that either. It is that is the title people know. Mm-hmm. So if you're wanting to go back to frame of reference, right? If you're wanting to throw in a game that, for a frame of reference that people will understand, D and D is the safe bet to go. And yeah. I question the, the article: was it actually an accurate headline? Is it role-playing games overall that are coming back into the spotlight, or is it actually the game of D&D? No, you're Because right. what we are seeing in the public eye on these types of shows is D&D. You're right. It, it is an accurate headline. In Stranger Things, they were not playing Battletech. Right. I get it. Because it wouldn't really fit right. in, the, I mean, <laughs> in the story. <laughs> Although it would be awesome to yeah, have a but, big but, yeah, come out of To fit the story they were telling, they needed a fantasy game. Yeah, sure. David Gorgon. But let me, let me brave reverse man. this a little bit, Chad, in that, mm-hmm. yes, Hasbro has marketing money nobody else does. But I don't think that's always the horse in terms no, of the isn't. horse leading the cart. The D&D has such a history. Precisely. Yeah. Because people go to this. Uh, let me use another example, which was there was a pro football team. I want to say it was the Vikings. I don't remember who it was. But I was about to say D&D had a cartoon and none of the others did, but then there was that horrid Battletech cartoon. Yeah, it was ghastly. That was really, but really a lot of They ass. brought Settlers of Catan yeah. mm-hmm. and, and other board. Vampire had live action TV shows. Oh, which was also They were a also lot of horrible, ass. but yeah. But they brought Midnight had a had a, a movie. Who did? Fantasy Flight Games had a setting in back in 3rd edition called Midnight. They made a movie. Hmm. Was it ass? Haven't heard of the movie. Or was it good? Honestly, Putting my I've chips never seen on it. ass. I haven't seen it. I didn't. I've never great. seen it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's currently on like Voodoo for free or something mm. like that. But the point being though that Mayfair did not go and pay the NFL right. enough money to promote their games. They picked up those games and then board gaming benefited. 
Now, mm-hmm. I don't know the history there, but I would bet good money Matt Mercer and Charlie Cox and Vin Diesel and all these other people, they were not approached by Hasbro with a briefcase of money. I would bet they did D&D and Hasbro simply reaped the benefits. Now, I'm at sure... At first. Yeah, at first. I'm sure yes. there are exceptions, and I'm sure the cart's leading the horse and the horse is leading mm-hmm. the cart. I don't think that Hasbro went to Stranger Things. I think it went the other way around. They probably, for the yes. first season, they may have had to pay the license to be able to use a named property. I, I like would, a Gennaro. I would, there yeah, are I other shows that did not use D&D yeah. specifically because they didn't want to pay the license and I to put it on there. Sh- One example I can give is Gamers. Gamers, the movie, as well as the TV show, they didn't use actual D&D because they didn't want to pay for actual D&D. Well, that's really indie as well. I mean, within the Hollywood system, though... I think the reason that the Duffer Brothers went for Stranger Things, they went with D&D, is because of E.T. E.T., at the beginning of E.T., they were playing Dungeons & Dragons. Right. And they were trying to do every single reference they possibly could from 80s movies, especially E.T. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet, but I have no facts on it, that they approached Hasbro and not Hasbro approaching them. That's my assumption. Which well, way yeah, the money no, went? That's fine. Which I'm way sure the money went? Okay. I don't and know. somebody yeah. who's sitting behind Google or Wikipedia right now probably already has right. the answer to this. Oh, I, I'm sure that. But who approached whom? Right. Like, yeah, is ultimately, I guess, irrelevant to the yeah. broader point. Which is once again, I don't dislike D and D, but I am starting to resent what it represents for hobby. And this, I don't want to leave simply as a hollow complaint, but instead to leave as a call to action to our hobby. Look, if D&D is your title and the title to you, and that's all you do and all you want to do, that's fine. More power to you. Mm -hmm. But if, and this is an if, because I don't think it's anyone's responsibility, if you want to break our hobby to a larger audience, if you want to proselytize it, If you simply want mainstream acceptance and development and funding in this hobby, if, then understand that D&D, one, it carries recognition, but not all that recognition is positive. Some of it's baggage. And secondly, there are people out there where D&D is just not going to be their cup of tea. My call, and I don't know who listens to this show, I have been told by somebody who is in the know that I would be floored if I knew who listened to this show. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. I don't know, because I tried and I couldn't talk them out of the names. I don't know if somebody like Charlie Cox or Vin Diesel or Matt Mercer listens to our show. If you do, I got love for what you're doing. I got love for what you're doing for a hobby. But I challenge you, do an episode that ain't D&D and ain't Pathfinder and ain't any of the OSR stuff. Do something that I don't care what it is. Shadowrun, Fiasco. Savage World. No. Battletech. No, not Savage World. Oh, you sell it. <laughs> I, I don't care what right. it is. At least you didn't say But rules. please, let the broader public know that our hobby is more than one book. Mm-hmm. That the hobby of reading is not just To Kill a Mockingbird. And watching movies is not just The Godfather. You know, there are, it's, it's a whole library of options it's a gateway of imagination that is not confined to the things that D&D was designed to convey. And besides that, I'll be the one to say it. I listen to a lot of actual plays. I've never listened to a D&D one I've ever enjoyed. Not once have I enjoyed listening to a session of D&D. And I enjoy playing D&D. Hmm. You might make a better, more interesting product. 
Play, uh, Green Ronin came out with uh, DC Comics a number of years ago uh, as a standalone role-playing game. Have people play Superman, Batman, or have them as prominent uh, NPCs? One of the actual plays I have listened to recently, it was a... I can't remember which company it was. It was Saban, or maybe Hasbro, because I think Hasbro now owns Power Rangers. Whoever owns Power Rangers, they did a high... They actually had a budget production actual play where they got actors from the show to come in, sit down, and play the roles. They had guest stars come in that were guest stars from the show. They raised money for charity while they were doing it and live-streaming the whole thing. But it didn't get anywhere near the popularity of something like a a critical role. And and if you are somebody who is someone with name recognition and you want to bring attention to other parts of the hobby... Contact me. I will make this happen. <laughs> I don't even know who you are. Once again, as the person in the know wouldn't give up the names. But whoever you are, if you accept the attention, I will follow through on this. I think that it is a really good thing for our hobby. I think it's better that it's occurring than not. I remember years ago, years and years ago when we first started, I had this rant where we were talking about marketing and role-playing games and about how, again, years ago, All the marketing was marketing role-playing game stuff to people who play role-playing games. Yes, that's true. And it was killing, in my opinion, the hobby because your players are aging out. You're not expanding the hobby. You're not bringing new people in. It's a lot like comic books. Well, And we talked about where they were at. You can go in now to, I think, Walmart, definitely Target. And in the game section, you can find the new Red well, Box. Yeah, and the thing about that, and the though... the last time that was true was 40 years ago. Well, and yep. the, the whole thing about it, though, is that my rant was these companies that they just don't have the budget for it. Even Paizo and all them do not have the budget to put on a Super Bowl commercial or something like that. Not that a gaming company has done that, but they, they do not have the budget to do this marketing jump out of our niche. We are not enough. I believe, I have no proof, just observing the world, I believe Hasbro is doing that. And you know what Hasbro is going to do? They're not going to do Battletech. No, no, and I get, <laughs> I get that. And let me stress, just as I don't dislike D&D, I don't dislike the attention that the hobby is getting. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was more diverse yep. attention. So because it, I, if you gave me the option of living in the current world simply in regard to how popular D&D is mm-hmm. versus a world where all role-playing games are equally obscure. Right. I'll you accept, would, I'll accept D&D's popularity because yeah. I can take a and d player and I can introduce them to new role-playing games a lot more easily than I can take someone who won't touch a role-playing game mm-hmm. and introduce them to D&D. It, here's the, well, I was about to say sad reality, but no, it, it's just the reality of it. Hasbro's pushing role-playing games by pushing D&D because it's their product. Yeah. Logic, they every, yeah everybody is, is mm-hmm. totally legit. That's, Completely legit. All of the other companies, all of them, are too small. So, if you want to push role-playing games in general, and not just have the monolithic D&D, it's got to be grassroots. Oh, yeah. You, the listener, the hobbyist, you have to start pushing it out outside of other role-players. Yes. And, and this is why I threw in that call. Not just for the love of the hobby, but for the love of the other companies and mm-hmm. the other people that make this hobby so imaginative and so varied. So I yep. think that's where we're going to wrap this one up. Once again, check the show notes, regardless of where you listen to us, for a link to 
Wayne's Family Feud survey, because that's going to be fun. I don't know when it's we're... It's penis. It, it's always penis. If I get... Like, I'll be able to tell when this drops <laughs> what the answers were after that. If it suddenly gets flooded with penis, I will make you pay somehow. I don't know how, well, I mean, but I will make you pay. I'll pay by winning the show, because I'll just answer penis for everything. All right, so if you guys want to make Chad lose, answer penis to nothing. nothing. Yeah. So if you hate Chad and you want to see him suffer, answer penis to nothing. Even if it's like, what are your genitalia? Don't answer that. Male so, genitalia is? Survey says... Ruda Bega? <laughs> Riffs? Riffs? <laughs> Nobody buys that. <laughs> so, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in and have a great week and great games, whatever it is you're playing, and we will catch you next time. See ya. Yeah.